welcome to Your Property Podcast. Today is Friday the 20th of March and uh, we are joined by Bill Mann. Hi Bill. Hi Michelle. And Ang Harrod who is also co-hosting with myself. My name is Michelle Kearns. Hi Ang Harrod. Hi, uh, you almost forgot to introduce myself. I, I almost forgot to introduce myself then, didn't I? <laughs> I was going to say who I am. Um, but yes, so we have, um, we, we've asked Bill to come along today because obviously with the events that are going on across the world, you know, there is a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear and anxiety. And we would like to take this opportunity as uh, podcast hosts and the YPM magazine to really provide some value to you and to just offer you another perspective. So I'm going to hand over to Bill to introduce himself. This is just, it's a conversation between, you know, a few people. We're no experts on the situation. It's just hopefully an opportunity to provide some reassurance some focus and, uh, and thoughts, um, food for thought really. So, so that's where we're coming from today. Uh, Bill, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's a, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Tell us a bit about yourself and your background and yes, what's what's led you to here. Absolutely. It's a little bit of a long story, but I'll try and keep it short. So I am currently a property investor, have been for the last sort of seven years or so. Get a small portfolio in London southeast area, but before that, you know, my my early sort of corporate career, um, I was in IT and financial services. But there were sort of two major sort of life changing events that I went through which caused me to sort of change direction and move into property. But also those events, you know, I learned a lot of information about dealing with crises, dealing with trauma, dealing with change. Um, And I thought I'd sort of share some of those things um, today. And those two events were the London 7-7 bombings. I was caught up directly in the I was on the Circle Line train at Edgware Road and I was actually in the carriage that was blown up. And that was literally a sort of life or death sort of situation for me at the time. And unfortunately, a few years after that, I lost my wife to cancer, which obviously at the time my world just just fell apart. You know, the, the situation I was in, I had sort of four youngest children to, to support and it li- literally just did, did fall apart. So for me, you know, looking at the current situation, yes, it's unprecedented and yes, it's, it's going to impact so, and is probably already impacting everybody. But from my perspective, I look at it and think, actually, I've survived worse. You know, those two events I've just described were, for me, at an individual level, much harder than anything we're facing facing now which is why you know I I say hopefully I can offer some insight into how I dealt with those events and that are now shaping how I how I face the the current situation so I'm coming from a perspective of personal experience Um, I say I'm not a qualified psychotherapist I'm not a neuroscientist I'm coming from a position of sort of personal experience and what helps me get through very very challenging times one of the questions that I've got sort of like number one top of my list is I think the collective fear of the unknown that's going on. So I think people are, you know, we were talking offline earlier about um, panic buying and it's sort of people can't control what's happening right now. So they're trying to control what they can by buying loads, buying extra freezers to fill their, to yeah. fill with pasta. So is there, have you got any advice on how to sort of gain back a bit more control over 
something that's so large we can't control if that makes any sense yeah no that, that's fine so yeah i mean I, i've i've got actually a, a few sort of points here i made in sort of preparation for today's call and i guess the first one is all about perspective you know facing you know, the, the challenge that, that we're facing i mean how do you gauge that against any sort of sense of perspective around it and you might say well you know given that it is unprecedented and given that every country seems to be doing things slightly differently things are changing by the day um obviously there's a lot in the media there's a lot in social media not all of which is is correct you know with all of this happening around us how do you how do you keep a sense of perspective against the whole thing and for me there's there's, there's two answers to that you know one is <clears throat> you, you need to look at look at the bigger picture um, and what I mean by that is if you look at you know who you are as an individual and your life in its in totality for me and I recognize that you know my experiences are extreme but I I relate back to the to the um, experience when the when the bomb exploded in the carriage on 7-7 right in the moment I had such clarity around what was really important in in life i didn't know whether i was going to live or die at that moment but i quickly realized i did want to live and the, and the things i wanted to live for were all the stuff that money can't buy you know it was to be here for my wife and for my children and so now when i look at this situation you know i can look back and i can say well at an individual level you know it's not life or death it's going to be really disruptive it will affect our lifestyle will affect our income but hey i've been through worse and actually the saying that your health is your wealth is so true so for all of us i would say don't forget that the number one thing is to look after ourselves look after our families and if we can get through the you know this period physically um intact then everything else we can deal with you know we can deal with the property issues the investment issues the tenant issues whatever it may be i mean all of that yes it's going to be highly disruptive but nothing that we can't we can't deal with and again for me i say although it's a stream an extreme situation i count my blessings that i'm here today to be dealing with this stuff because i might not have been mm -hmm. so partly it's about having that sort of perspective of what's important and what and what's not ultimately <clears throat> as I say it's yourself and your family that that come first and then the other way you can look at it is just to take a, a longer term view in the middle of a crisis like this it's very easy to get wrapped up in the day-to-day -day. you know the panic buying out in the shops you know the, the latest news what we think the next few weeks and months are gonna gonna hold but just you know vision yourself 12 months down the line this time next year you know hopefully this will all be long behind us we'll have come through the peak yes we will still be mopping up a lot of the fallout but we'll be out the other side of this you know industries will be you know will have picked up again you know travel restrictions will have eased life will be getting sort of back to normal there is light at the end of the tunnel so keep a long-term perspective and think about this time next year the coronavirus to a large extent will you know will be history yes we'll say we'll still be dealing with the fallout but we'll be in a completely different situation what, what would you say to um i mean I, I i appreciate where you're coming from and it makes sense to me to sort of play devil's advocate for some people uh who perhaps you know this might finish off their business very quickly um and in terms of feeding their family they might be thinking of this as a life or death if they if they have lost everything and their 
they're thinking, how am I going to put food on the table for my children? What would you say to them? To them, and just come back to the earlier question about sort of people's reactions and some of the panic buying and, and, and you know, emotional side of things. One of the things that really helps me, and I think is still valid today, is actually to become incredibly sort of self-aware in terms of how you are feeling and thinking at any particular point in time. So, for example, if you are feeling incredibly emotional because you're worried or stressed, then for a start, recognize that that's happening to you and that you, you can, you need to do something about it and you can do something about it. So, for example, you know, there are things you could do on a day-to-day basis to take some of the stress off of your plate. You know, it might be little things about, you know, I don't know, of cancelling jobs that need to be done or, you know, finding sort of simple ways to give yourself some space or taking some exercise, taking a break, you know, going for a walk, clearing your head, you know, simple things, little things you can do that will help just change your emotional sort of states at that point in time. And most people will recognise that, you know, emotions will pass and that, you know, eventually their head will be a bit clearer and they'll be able to think more clearly about things. So recognize that when you're in a highly emotional state, don't make, you know, critical decisions at that point. Take a break, take a breather, change your environment, change your physiology, go for a walk, whatever it may be, but get past that highly emotional state to a period where you can think a bit more clearly. And that is the point to start making decisions and start, start taking actions because then it's coming from your head rather than your heart. So, so the first thing is be very self-aware, you know, recognize what's happening to yourself and, and how you are feeling. And when you, when you get beyond that, just come back to one of your earlier points about, you know, perhaps dealing with tenants or partners or staff, whoever it may be, you actually need to be very aware of what's going on for them too. So if you're dealing with someone that is very emotional because, you know, so for example, a tenant who now fears he can't pay his rent and is going to be homeless, you should be able to, with a little bit of empathy and and recognition, recognize if they are coming from from a position of, you know, high emotional stress and worry, or whether they are talking to you sort of rationally and objectively, you know, and they're they're in control of what's going on. So use that that empathy both on yourself and anyone you're you're dealing with um, and just recognize the situation and try and move it to a position where, you know, you can reduce the level of emotion and have an objective discussion about whatever's whatever's going on. It's a bit like waking up at three o'clock in the morning and everything seems terrible. And then you get up in the morning and pull the curtains and actually it doesn't seem quite so bad because you're in a different mind frame you know, and you're thinking rather than, than worrying. So self, self-awareness self is, is a starting point and, and awareness of others and where they're coming from. I think sort of on the awareness of other people, if you're talking to tens, a lot of people deal with stress in different ways. Yeah. So I know that when I get highly stressed, I start sort of shouting at everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which uh, my boyfriend and my parents are really grateful for. <laughs> um, but at first, like when me and my boyfriend first got together, he thought that it was him that was doing something wrong. He thought that I was cross at him for some reason. And yeah. it's taken him maybe like a year and a half to realise that actually... I'm the one with the problem and I'm just sort of, he's just an easy target to take it out on. So in 
that situation I think tenants could take things out on landlords and it could come across as like quite aggressive um, well, well, well it, it could and, it, and if you weren't aware of what mm. was going on you'd be attempted to reply in kind so if they're mm. getting you yeah back and the whole situ situation escalates whereas if you come from a position of hold on this this tenant here is highly emotional and understanding why that is which will you know obviously be sort of should be fairly obvious in the, the current situation and then saying well okay what can i do to remove some of the emotion from this situation and enable us both to deal with the the, the discussion point you know rationally mm -hmm. rather than rise to debate and respond in, in kind i think just communicating what is going on for you emotionally as well as the logistics of how they're going to pay the rent or speaking to investors and how you're going to repay them it's like almost talking through i've i've um you know, you know this week i've called my investors and i just said to them i haven't actually got anything to say to you but yeah. i'm just conscious that i want to touch base and this is how i'm feeling about it i'm going to do my best and you know, I will support you in whatever way I can. Brene Brown, don't know if you know her. She's yep. got yep. A, um, a great documentary on Netflix that's recently come out. And one thing she says is really useful is saying, it's the story I'm telling myself. So she starts with the, the sort of the story I'm telling myself, what's going on in my head is this. And then, and, and so explain it. So it's having that transparency where people, you're giving people a chance to see where you're coming from as well as, yeah. trying to empathize with them so and it comes i mean one of the other the points i wanted to bring up again it comes to the point about how do we deal with this uncertainty yeah. and and the situation i often come back to well again come back to to my experiences one of the things that really helps me and, and even now when i find myself in a sort of difficult situation i know that if i'm able to sort of take some action to, to address whatever i'm dealing with then it feels like i'm more in control than I would be otherwise. And I think current in, in the current environment, I, I, I would remind people of the, the serenity prayer, mm -hmm. i.e., you know, accept that there's things happening that we can't change. This has happened to us, you know, through nobody's fault. It's just one of those things. Can you just, uh, for people who don't know about it? <laughs> yeah, the serenity, serenity prayer, um, and I paraphrase, goes something like, accept the things you cannot change, have the courage to change the things that you can and the wisdom to know the difference and i think in that context if you look at if everyone looks at their own sort of personal situation and you look at what you need to do to protect yourselves and your family you look at your business situation you look at your personal finance situation look at look at the look at what you can do not what's outside of your control and if you're able to start taking some actions, and it might just be talking to investors or talking to tenants or whoever, simple little things like that. When you, when you take an action and do something, it gives you a feeling of actually, I have a level of control here. I'm doing something. I'm not just a victim. It's not just happening to me. I am, you know, I am, I am in control. And it's remarkable how even taking little steps like that will make you feel better. And I'm sure when you spoke to your investors, even though there wasn't a lot to be said, you felt better for having done it. I did. Yes, definitely. Because it takes courage, right? Because it's, yeah. it, you know, there is, there's uncertainty all over and, and I, I just don't, I don't know. So I think, and I'd, I'd just like to make the point that even if take, calling a landlord or a tenant or whatever is too much right now, just to make that list of things that you can do. So when you do mm. feel in a better place, yeah. like just the smallest <laughs> step, just making that list 
what am I in control of? Um, you know, for me, it's I'm in control of what I eat, the exercise I take, my thoughts, the my focus where I'm choosing to to focus my attention on who am I listening to. There's yeah. a great phrase, and it's um, I can't remember who said it now. You might know. Stand guard at the door of your mind and be really careful what you're letting in. There's just so much information, so much fear out out out, out there. So it's like I want to know the facts and you know what is <clears> happening around me. So I think keeping to the facts and keeping to what you can control are the two main. Mm-hmm. That's how I say the two main things that are going to really mm-hmm. make a difference right now. Yeah, um, what helps me as well is um, I call it the brain dump. So when my brain's mm-hmm. like really busy, yes, and I can't sort, of, I can't figure out what's important, what's not, what's in my control, what's not. I just write it all down, and even just writing it all down, I suddenly feel like, oh, my brain's not as like busy as it was because it's all on paper. And then I can take it from there and like analyze, okay, like what can I actually do here? And even if it is just sending a text to somebody or picking up the phone. Your brain has to what? process what's going on mm. in order to write it down, right? So it, that yeah. is part of it. What about and, you, and Bill? Any more, any more well, sort of well, practical the important, tips? The important point there is, as I say, it's taking some steps and some actions, no matter how small, will help because, as I say, they will give you a sense of being more in control. But the other point about you know, recognizing what's going on on in your head and, you know, all the confusion that, that's happening. The important point in there is, is again, being self-aware and, and understanding what's happening for you. So if you are feeling stressed and pressured or confused or unclear, then recognize that and do something about it. So it might be just making that list and you know, getting everything out of your head and getting it down on paper. You know, it might be talking to someone, you know, picking up a phone to someone and just bouncing thoughts off that will bring clarity but recognize that you need to do something to change your own mindset and again it can often be just a simple little step having a phone call writing a list taking a walk but do something that's going to put you in a better position to then deal with with whatever's going through your head or or on your list yeah i think um you know tony robbins is someone who says that when you are feeling depressed and overwhelmed by everything it is it tends to be because you're just focused on your situation so to try and get yourself out of that obviously like making that list but if you can focus on how you can help other people other people who are worse off than yourself so um is that something you would you know subscribe to in terms of yeah how can I help somebody else and it just takes that focus away from you and your situation yeah I I I think there's two sides to that one is you have to look at you have to look after yourself if you want to be able to help others so particularly you know for example if you know if you've got a family to look after you know if you fall ill or you're very stressed you're not going to be able to help them so Mm -hmm. First off, there's nothing selfish about looking after yourself and making sure you're in a good position to help others. Have the gas mask on a plane. (laughs) But definitely, especially in the environment that we're in at the moment, I think we all have to have compassion, compassion for each other, compassion for ourselves. Um, And yes, look look out for each other. I think particularly in in the business that we're in, you know, we are going to have to be compassionate towards our investors, our tenants, our partners, our staff, um, and, and be flexible. And, you know, it's, we're not all in this alone. You know? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. We're sort of, we're all in it together and everybody's sort of going through the same things at the moment. So like, yeah. you know, although it might seem like, yes, this is my problem and it's huge, but also 
there's probably about 10 other people in my Facebook group that's actually like doing that going through the exact same problems. So I was gonna say that I mean the other thing I wanted to sort of come on to so I mean I've talked about being self-aware in terms of how how we're feeling you know at, from an emotional perspective from my perspective say so what really helps me is to recognize when i was in a highly emotional state and needed to move out of that state before i addressed you know whatever i needed to deal with but once you do that and even if you think you know the emotions have subsided and you know you are thinking logically about the current situation and your options and the issues it's very easy to fall into a negative thinking trap and what i mean by that is to beat yourself up with well if only i'd done this or i should have done that or thinking it's all black and white it's all doom and gloom you know it's why they're going to come through this or it's a complete business failure it's going to be a complete disaster it's not you know things aren't black and white whatever mode of thinking you're in reckon, step back and recognize Am I, am I thinking constructively? Am I thinking positively about the situation? As dire as it is, if the way I'm thinking currently is very negative and I'm on a downward spiral, then if you can, step back and recognise that. And the thing to do then is, is just, just to pause. Take a break. Take a deep breath. Count to ten. Recognise that your thinking is not helpful or the, the way that you're thinking is not helpful and, it, and it's destructive. And then try and turn it around and say, actually, there are things I can do. There are people I can speak to. There's positive things I can do. There are actions I, I can take. Recognise the way, not, not just what you're thinking, but the way you're thinking. And if it's negative and if you're in that, that negative spiral, I say stop, pause, and, and turn it around because it's only by you know looking at things as positive as we can under, under the situation and constructively about what you can do and how you can move forward and who might be able to help you and what the options are that you'll be able to take sort of positive step, steps forward so for me that you know the self-awareness is not just what are my emotions doing at the moment but if I'm beyond that and I'm and I'm trying to think straight how am I thinking? Am I, am I, is, is my thinking positive and healthy or, or not? Um, and obviously what you're trying to do is get yourself into a position where it's the front part of your brain, your frontal cortex that's, that you're using rather than your emotions. But you are looking at things in a constructive, positive mindset rather than a, a negative, a destructive mindset. Yeah, um, so I've talked about... Um people having awareness of what they're feeling and um what if people something that i've been seeing a lot on facebook right at the moment is people go i feel like this and then somebody else will go you can't feel like that because there are plenty of other people who are worse off than you mm -hmm. they're in much worse positions than you are right now which sort of makes other people feel like that what they're feeling what they're going through is like invalid almost mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to feel that well, that's um, and those and those sorts of comments are, are really unhelpful <clears throat> because no one can tell you what what to feel at any given point in time, mm. you know. And we all have dark moments. We all have dark days, you know. Even me now, with everything I've been through, you know. And I think the important thing to your point is to recognise that wh wherever you are at any given point in time, you know, wh however you feel, and if you are in a dark place and things are looking bad. It's okay. It's okay to feel like that. You know, your, your emotions, whatever they are at a given point in time, are valid. They're yours. No one can take that away. 
no one can criticize you for it. Just recognize that they, you know, those emotions will pass. You can influence your emotions. You can get into a better place and certainly don't make any decisions or critical, take any critical actions whilst you're in such a, such a, such a space because they're probably not going to make the right decisions. So yes, you know, we all have those moments. Your emotions, whatever they are, are completely valid. Um, but just recognize that you can influence them, you can change them, and you can get out of that dark space into a better one. Yeah, it's about, you know, going back to what you said before, is that when you're in that place, you know, don't make it worse by kind of beating yourself up for being in that place because yeah. you could just compound it. So just trying to have that empathy with yourself and say, you know, like, this is a completely natural way, you know, of responding. Let's just try not to get stuck here because then it, that's where it just does spiral then. So it's, it's okay. This is a natural response. And now how can I serve myself best and, you know, and, and move kind of through it? Because um, part go, of them is getting stuck, isn't it? Yeah. If I go back to the period after my wife passed away, which is obviously it was the darkest time in my life and certainly much, much worse than this current situation. Some days I would just wake up in a really bad place. You know, my mind would be, my emotions would be so high and so negative. I'd be really distressed. And, and I would recognize that I'm having a bad day and I would just allow myself to have a bad day. You know, I would choose not to do anything or get involved in business or anything I would just allow myself time to get over it. And I'd say, okay, I'm having a bad day. This is what it is. And usually the next day would be completely different. So, you know, give yourself permission to have, you know, that time, but, you know, be careful. You don't get stuck where, where people often struggle is they, they get sort of stuck in a certain stage of the change curve or a certain stage of their emotional thinking. And that's when the problem sets in, you know, if you can't move out of it, if you can't move beyond, and that's when you, you know, obviously really need to start looking for extra help. I think, you know, the only thing I'm, I'm just going to sort of, again, pick up on is that sort of point where, you know, you're at that darkest point, people are going to be feeling like that now. But the, the problem is the difference is people are going to be have to be making critical decisions in in that state, they don't have time to uh, necessarily be waiting a few days or, you know, to be if they've got to make decisions on I mean, I've had a phone call today, you know, I've just been basically made homeless because the job where I was living and working, you know, and she's calling me saying, I need somewhere to live, like in the next 24 hours um yeah. and i think you know how can people manage that because for some people they won't be able to get out of that emotional uh drive that fear uh the biological adrenaline that's pumping through their bodies so what kind of practical things you know i, I know sort of go for a walk but many people won't have that luxury if they've got children and maybe they're still at work they're trying to manage everything trying to get their head around should I be out trying to like buy food before lockdown yeah what what can they do to manage I'm, I'm reminded of a, of a quote I'm not sure where it comes from it's along the lines of you are only ever one person away from a solution so speak to people even if it's just someone who's been in a similar situation or is in a similar situation it can give you some input in terms of what they're doing and how that might help and what ideas they've got. But yes, I would say speak to people, get some more input, 
you know, it will give you more data. It might give you another idea. Who knows? You might come across someone who's got the answer to your problem. But you know, reach out, and it's not. It comes. You know, some people are reluctant to do that because asking for help seems like a like a failure. Well, you know, I think we're beyond that yeah. <laughs> yeah. at, at the moment, and it's certainly not not a failure. I mean, the the people you know, your network can be a great source of input and ideas and support you know you're not necessarily asking them for help you're just you know exploring ideas exploring options getting different perspective i think if you find yourself in a situation where you alone with your own knowledge and your own ideas are struggling to find a solution to a particular problem then for me that's a trigger point where i i, I say okay well i can't do this by myself yes. i'm either missing a piece of information or I need some other input or whatever it may be, but just, just, just speak to somebody and who knows where, where it will lead. Yeah. Really useful. Thank you. <clears throat> and also that you can become quite like blind almost to yes. your own problems because you're in it and you're, yeah. you're sort of analyzing it so much that actually you could go, I could be like, Oh, Michelle, I've, I need some help. Like, can I just bounce, you know, like sort of, you know, just talk yes, at her absolutely. and then she'll yeah. be like, Oh yeah, no. This is here's a solution for you. I'll be like, oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it nearly always always helps. As they, even if it's just sharing what you're going through, and getting something off your chest. As I say, I've, I, don't, I don't think I've ever come across a situation where you know reaching out and talking to someone hasn't helped. Yeah, yeah a friend of mine actually called me. He was driving home uh, from Manchester to Essex. And he he called just he said, can I just call you for five minutes to um, run something past me? And we ended up being on the phone for an hour because he was just like, oh, I, I, I think I'm just using you as a dumping ground right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I, I was like, that's fine. <laughs> it's not friends are for, you know, it's not what you're, you're the support network of your friends and family and your not wider network of contacts is for that, you know, we're all supporting each other. And, it, you know, at one point, you know, it might be me asking for help, but at another point in time, it might be the other way around. And it's just yeah. this, you know, um, yeah, we're all, we're all in it together and trying to support each other as best we can. So yeah. uh, I think it's a yeah, really good point to, to reach out. Um, just sort of to switch gears a little bit. Um, I think, it's worth mentioning that you, you know, you can sort of focus on, yes, the to-do list or the keeping active and, you know, all those things. Um, I think for some people, there might be an opportunity to focus on something new and with a shift in everything that's going on. And I I just put a post out today to say, (laughs) right, I can see everything is going to, you know, is it online now? All the meetings, the, I mean, our podcasts have always been online, but this sort of virtual world is taking shape in front of our eyes. You know, my gym, um, there's choirs, there's uh, everything is just going online. So there are for some people who are not in that fight or flight mode, a, there's an opportunity here to create something um, that wasn't there before. And I think there's great power in that. I, th- I think in, in any change, there are opportunities. And I'm, I'm not talking about big scale opportunities, which there may be some, but even small day-to-day opportunities. So for example, there's a lot of families gonna be spending more time together. <laughs> you might think mm-hmm. that's not so, such good news, but. <laughs> 
you know, there, there's an opportunity to spend more time with, with your children or your partner yeah. or whoever it may be. It's how you're framing it, isn't it? There's, like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's opportunities, to, you know, just getting jobs done around the house that you wanted to yeah. do. <laughs> just be having the time to go out and, you know, for a nice walk that perhaps you didn't have the time to do before or, you know, opportunities to connect with new people, even if it's remotely. You know, there are opportunities everywhere. And out of that, and, and the thing is with those opportunities, you know, they're not all there today. They don't all turn up in one go. As we go through this thing, you'll spot other things. As we go through the next few weeks and months, things will pop up and you say, well, actually, you know, it's given me the opportunity to do this or I could do that. I mean, you talk about more people looking at putting their, their services online. Well, that's probably going to have a lasting positive legacy. There's some people I know looking sort of creatively at sort of changing their business direction. You've only got to look at sort of restaurants, for example, that are now moving heavily into sort of the delivery business. You know, there's 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 people using the opportunity to to you know go in a completely different direction, perhaps start up some online courses that they might have been thinking about to do. There's there's a whole raft of things, and those opportunities, as I say, they don't present themselves all in one go on day one of the of the crisis. So keep your mind open you know, all the way through because at different times little things will pop up and i say it might just be a little thing like spending more time with a certain person or spending more time on a hobby or whatever it may be but take it i mean they're all positives you Another know positive, they, they oh, will sorry. make you feel feel better mm. positive that i've noticed from what my friends are saying is that online dating has changed massively <laughs> Because now instead of being like, oh, yeah, do you want to go for a drink, you know, tomorrow? Yeah. They actually have to talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think um, there are are going to be so many opportunities, but you're right. You've got to keep your eyes open um, for them. And it might be, you know, obviously we're talking property here. um, That There's going to be opportunities to help people who are, um, you know, in a, in a difficult position, perhaps, where, you know, there are opportunities to help and create these win-win solutions for people. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I just think it's great to sort of, we're going to, I think it's, you know, it's a good place to sort of wrap it up on a positive note. So I was speaking mm-hmm. to um, Paul Lanfear this morning and he, you know, I'm just going to echo what he was saying to me that his belief is that on the other side of this, this is going to be a better world. It's going to be, we're going to be in a better position. The businesses that are going to last are going to be stronger. And for other people, there's going to be new opportunities there for them. And, you know, uh, and a, a different new ways of working that are perhaps more productive and more efficient and, and, and work better for people. So mm. that, I think that's, it's just have that vision and hold on to something positive that, like you say, this will pass. And on the other side, things should be better. And I'm a, I'm a great believer in, in paying it forward. You know, your, your actions of support and kindness today, I'm sure will be repaid many times over. So, yes, people, as I said, need to be compassionate towards themselves and, and to others. And on um, another sort of positive note about the world, you know, Venice's uh, canals are clearer. Dolphins, are, I think, apparently in uh, in Venice Canal, uh, in Wuhan, the tri- the birds have been heard for heard. the first time yes, because of the pollution. Uh, yeah, because of the pollution's gone down. Um, I'm sure there are other many environmental mm. positives as well. Um, Absolutely. 
so I think I don't know if people believe in the greater universe but it could have been a sort of sign that the world needed to breathe well that's it I I saw a quote and it said what if this is the making of us not the breaking of us Mm. good I think that's a great place to wrap up let's uh, (laughs) hold on to that positive everyone (laughs) (laughs) and uh, take care and hopefully you know just uh Um, don't be afraid to reach out to us as well you're struggling or if you just want to talk um I'm a great sounding board and uh I know that I can offer plenty of witty banter (laughs) (laughs) and if anyone if I can shamelessly yes, please please do yes oh shamelessly plug a book because my experiences of how I got through seven seven and how I got through losing my wife very much around sort of the personal sort of psychology of how I dealt with it uh what I sort of described in my first book which is called how to keep calm and carry on which seems very apt for, <laughs> for the current <laughs> definitely Definitely. Who knew you were writing for today, hey? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll put, um, if you send us a link, we'll put that in the show notes so how people can find you. Um, is the, Are you on LinkedIn or Facebook? Where's the best place people can follow you and what you're doing? Yeah, if um, I'm on LinkedIn primarily, the Keep Calm guy. Um, okay. I've got a sort of company page and uh, my own sort of personal personal uh, post. So yeah, that's the best place to, to connect with me. And if there's anyone listening that, actually just need some more one-on-one support i'm more than happy to sort of talk to anybody if it helps as i say i'm more than happy to, to help where i can brilliant mm. i appreciate that thank you for uh, offering that to our listeners and i we are going to have more uh more podcasts like this so mindset based and also um on the ground practical sort of what's going on with people's portfolios and, and the market as well so keep tuned in and we are we are pulling together more speakers and, and content soon so uh bill Indeed. really appreciate your time uh obviously you know everything's a bit crazy at the moment so thank you for putting aside this time to join us and Ang Harrod, we will be back soon yeah, i know <laughs> Watch probably this on space. monday we're not gonna go anywhere we're just at the no. computer, so. yeah <laughs> we're not going anywhere guys so um Take care of yourselves, stay strong, strong in mind, strong in body, and um, just, yeah, be kind. Keep calm and carry on. (laughs) Keep calm and carry on. Great quote. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you all. Bye. Bye.